say hello to uh, former Tar Heel, one of the all-timers, as I like to say, Marvin Williams, joining us from Points uh, Unknown right now. Marvin, good afternoon. Where in the world are we talking to you from today? I'm actually here in Charlotte. <laughs> yeah, I'm in North Carolina. Oh, fantastic. So it's almost like a local call. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> i tell you what, Marvin, you played your high school basketball in Washington State. You obviously came to Chapel to play college ball and with stints in Atlanta and now Charlotte. Have you made yourself into an East Coast guy yet? You know what, it's funny you say that because I feel like I've spent, you know, my entire career playing in the South. Uh, like you said, ever since I left high school, I've pretty much lived in North Carolina. I was coming back to Chapel Hill every summer to finish my degree, and then I was living in Atlanta during the season. Um, I did spend two quick years out there in Salt Lake City, so I kind of got back out west, which was cool. But I'm back in North Carolina, back in the south again. So this is pretty much home for me now, and I'm really enjoying it. Well, we're happy to have you, and we're enjoying the conversation with Marvin Williams on our Voices of UNC Day here on the David Glenn Show. Marvin, I'm a guy that has rarely stepped outside uh, the southeastern United States. I've, I've had stints for days at a time maybe on the West Coast, but do me a favor here. Once and for all, you tell me what separates an East Coast guy from a West Coast guy. <laughs> well, I think of East Coast, uh, you know, I think of up north, almost like New York City kind of East Coast, New Jersey. Uh, I think when I think of the South, like Southeastern, I just think um, we're similar. You know, I feel like the pace of living is kind of similar. I think Southern hospitality is very, very real. Um, I think guys in the, in, and people in the Southeast are very, very friendly, very kind. Um, it's similar like that out west, uh, especially in the northwest. Uh, people are easygoing, you know, really free living, and just kind of like to enjoy life. So very, very, very similar. It was an easy transition for me. Outstanding. Marvin, I saw a great picture of it must have been a few dozen Carolina basketball players from, I'm, I'm guessing, going back to the 70s, maybe even the 80s, all the way up through right now on uh, the Carolina website the other day. Everybody has a way of finding the way back to the Smith Center to play a little pickup basketball in the summer months. Uh, how, how seriously do do former players take these games? Uh, they're pretty serious. Uh, <laughs> it's actually, you know, what's funny is that coach and his staff, they take them pretty serious as well. Uh, they, they have records, they have win-loss records of each and every player, current player, former player, um, that, that comes to play for the summer. So they do keep track of the wins, losses, rebounds, um, not points. Uh, they do, I think, charges taken as well. So uh, they definitely do keep stats. Uh, I was just in Chapel Hill actually this past week. I just came back yesterday. I was down there training with the guys, practiced with them a couple of times. So uh, they're definitely getting ready to head to the Bahamas, obviously, for a great trip. And uh, I'm looking forward to, to next year for those guys. That's Marvin Williams talking Carolina basketball with us here on our Voices of Carolina Day. So what you're saying, Marvin, is even though you won a national championship in your only year at Carolina, your legacy can still be altered based on what you do or don't do in these summer pickup <laughs> games. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what I'm saying. You don't want to be the guy that's out there with, you know, three wins and 17 losses because Coach Williams is definitely going to hear about it and <laughs> he'll, probably, he'll probably pull you aside and have a talk with you. <laughs> Hey, Coach Williams was more than happy to have you for the year that you were uh, in Chapel Hill. And I went back and I looked at the 2004 draft, which I think would have been the draft you would have been a part of had you gone straight to the pros. Looking back on, on those years, was it a close call of going straight to the pros versus coming to Carolina? You know what? I was blessed with the opportunity to, to consider, you know, leaving high school and going to the NBA. A ton of guys from my high school class actually did it. I think there was maybe like eight or nine of them that were drafted. Um, but I always wanted to go to school. You know, I knew I wanted to go to college. I wanted to experience college basketball. So for me and my family, I think my parents really knew that I wanted to experience college basketball as well. So it wasn't really a difficult decision. Uh, obviously, when you're 18 years old or 17 years old at the time, I guess, and you have an opportunity to, to live your dream, 
you know, that next year. It is something that you do want to take into consideration, but college basketball was something that was fun for me. I wanted to go to Carolina, so it definitely worked out for me. Yeah, with the talk now coming back around of whether or not kids should have the ability to go straight to the pros from out of high school or not, I want to ask you this question because you had the chance and you opted to go to school. What would you have missed out on had you not gone to Carolina for that one year? You know what? It has nothing, honestly, to do with uh, basketball, if I can be 100% honest with you. Obviously, I I got a chance to play for a Hall of Fame coach, a legendary coach, and played at an incredible university. Uh, But honestly, I think I would have missed out on the people, you know, that I was able to meet when I went to school. Uh, The people that I met when I went to college are, you know, some of the closest people in my life today. Uh, So I'm really thankful for that. Obviously, my girlfriend, and we share a daughter together. We met in college, so that means a great deal to me. So uh, just the people that I met, you know, I would say I would I would have missed out the most on in life if I wouldn't have went to school. So I'm thankful for that. Marvin Williams, former Carolina player with us here on the DG Show. Marvin, um, a lot of people, there are pictures that uh, certainly memorialize this of, of you hitting that shot against Duke uh, to win a game back in 2005. Uh, what might be lesser known is, is that you had the go-ahead basket in the uh, title game that year against Illinois. <laughs> yeah, that was uh... a... <laughs> That was an interesting year for me. I kind of felt like I was in the right place at the right time, uh, those two games. Uh, they were definitely intense games. Uh, some of the funnest games, the most fun games I've ever played in, for sure. Uh, to beat Duke at home for the ACC uh, season title outright was incredible. And then, obviously, to win a national championship, to be a part of something like that was was really, really special, man. It's something that I'll never forget. I hold it near and dear to my heart. And I mean, people even still to this day, which is unbelievable to me, you know, they still come up and thank me, you know, for the shot I made against Duke or, for the tip and I had against Illinois in the championship game. So uh, it is a special feeling, man. It's something that I'll, I'll cherish forever. Now with the Charlotte Hornets, the, the NBA schedule, Marvin, is so demanding. Uh, the number of games, the travel, and obviously the dedication to getting better day in and day out. How much of an effort, though, do you think most guys make when it gets to late February and March to check in on college basketball and see what's happening in the tournament, whether their college is in it or not, just the, the overall amount of curiosity there is with that field of 68 now? You know, I feel like the NCAA tournament is one of the most exciting times of the year for everyone, uh, whether you're whether you're a huge fan or just kind of a casual fan of basketball or college basketball, whatever the case may be. I feel like everyone just kind of enjoys it. You know, everyone fills out a bracket, and they're always following it so closely. And uh, it's really, really an exciting time, man. It definitely is fun. I know guys in the NBA really are tuned into it, whether, like you said, their school is in it or not. But the guys' schools that are definitely in it and guys that have won you know, it, it is a lot of trash talk going around the locker room. Uh, we were fortunate enough to have, I think, four of us had won national championships on, on my Charlotte Hornets team last year. And then I think Frank Kaminsky even played in the championship game. So uh-huh. uh, there was definitely a lot of chatter going on in there, which is really cool. That's how, you know, I, I love the rah-rah guys when their school's playing. And, and certainly there's a very tight-knit community of Carolina basketball players in the NBA. But when you think about the locker rooms that you've been into and the folks that really like to toot their college's horns, who are some of the guys, Marvin, that are a little louder than the rest? <laughs> well, like, like I said, obviously Frank Kaminsky is one of them for sure. Um, he had an incredible college career, obviously, so he definitely has the right to talk a little bit. Uh, I feel like the Carolina guys, we kind of just keep it quiet. We we kind of let our body of work speak for itself, which kind of which kind of gets to people sometimes too. But uh, whenever you run across a team that you know had success in the tournament or had overall great success, uh, you do kind of hear about it a lot. Myself and MKG go back and forth quite a bit during tournament time or whenever our schools play. Um, I ended up beating them out of a pretty good bet. <laughs> I think it was last year he had to wear the Carolina Letterman jacket to a game, so I, I had a good jo- a good time enjoying that, definitely. Oh, no, nobody took any pictures of that, did they? 
Oh, absolutely. They're out there. If you, <laughs> if you Google it, I'm sure you can find it. <laughs> we'll do some checking on that as uh, we talk with Marvin Williams here on our Voices of Carolina show on the uh, DG show. Dave Nathan sitting in uh, for DG on this Friday. I do want to ask you a little bit about pro ball right now. It's It's been certainly an exciting last couple of months in Charlotte with the Hornets. Mitch Kupchak coming in as the GM. James Borrego, your new head coach. Uh, Tony Parker just inking uh, a two-year deal. The uh, the NBA offseason seems to be almost as exciting as the regular season from a fan's perspective. How closely do folks in the pros watch all of what's happening and all these pieces getting moved around? Oh, I'm sure everyone takes a uh, really close look at it. But the thing with the NBA offseason, which is, you know, kind of fun, I guess, um, is that you hear so many rumors, you know, leading up to it. So when you start hearing things, you always kind of want to keep a closer eye on it. I think the, the first night I was up to almost 3 in the morning. Wow. Watching everybody. Uh, I didn't even realize it was that late either, honestly. <laughs> I was talking to my brother, talking to my buddies, and, uh, you know, we were kind of watching guys get signed, and he's going here, and he committed there. So, you know, it's always a fun time to kind of watch. I was actually just checking it out earlier. I saw Isaiah Thomas is going to uh, to Denver. So I, I think that will be an incredible pickup for those guys. He's a great person. Obviously, he's from Washington as well, probably about 25 or 30 minutes from where I grew up from. So I'm really happy for him. Uh, but, yeah, it's always a fun time, man. If you're a fan of the NBA – you know, free agency is, is, is definitely a part of the uh, part of the season that you want to tune into. Yeah. Now, the other side of that is free agency means that there are real people, children involved in moving all these different places too. I'm guessing it does take a toll on some folks that you know and some of your friends in terms of of picking up and and moving off to someplace else. Yeah, it's very difficult. You know, it's very difficult. I try to explain to people all the time. Um, you know, imagine if you showed up to work today. You know, and your boss tells you, hey, you're moving to Sacramento. You know, you have 48 hours to get there. You know, you literally have to uproot your family that has been there for I don't know how many years or whatever the case may be, and you have to start a new life somewhere else. So being traded, being signed somewhere else, it, it is a difficult time for your family. But with that being said, you know, that is what we signed up for. So you definitely can't complain about it. You're still in the NBA. You're still blessed to play for another organization. So there's certainly many things to be thankful for, but it can be difficult for your family at times, and that is tough. One last thing for Marvin Williams before we let him uh, get back to enjoying his offseason. From the uh, time that you spent in Charlotte, uh, working under the, uh, the head man in charge, Michael Jordan, what's the most impressive thing you've seen Michael Jordan do with a basketball since you've been a part of the Hornets organization? With a basketball? Um, with a ball? Hmm. You know what? He came to shoot around one time, and I don't even think he realized guys were kind of watching him. Uh -huh. On the other side of the court, he was kind of shooting around before shooting around. But he may – I mean, he ran off probably 12, 13 straight, you know, just kind of shooting around. And guys were kind of sitting around like, man, you know, at like 53, 54, he still got it. Still got you know it. I mean, it was kind of fun to watch. <laughs> it was kind of fun to watch. But, yeah, he, I never really seen him get out there on the court. But I would say that was probably two or three years ago I would say that he did that. It, that was kind of cool to watch. But uh, the Christmas parties that he throws for us are really impressive, man. They're, they're definitely a fun time. So I would say those are probably the most impressive things for sure. Wow. Who, who's got the worst Christmas sweater that they wear to those things? Oh, God's kind of dressed it up, man. We're kind of suit and tie it. You know, you know so it's, it, it's really nice, man. Everybody gets really dressed up. And, you know, we have great food, great uh, entertainment. Uh, he always holds them at great venues. So it really is a fun time. Guys are definitely thankful to have the opportunity to play for him, man. He really cares about his players. Um, not only on a, as a basketball player, but on a personal level. I remember when I had my daughter, you know, he was one of the first people to ever send me a card and send me a gift basket, you know, just saying congratulations. And that meant a great deal to, to me and my family. So uh, he really is a joy to play for, man. Obviously, he's the best player to ever do it. So 
uh, it really is fun to kind of be able to see him day in and day out. Hey, Marvin, it's been fun having you. We really appreciate the opportunity to uh, talk a little Carolina basketball with you, a little NBA ball, and uh, here's hoping that good things are ahead for you and the Hornets uh, when preseason camp begins. I appreciate that. Thank you, guys. All right. The great Marvin Williams with us here on our Voices of Carolina show. Uh, Dave Nathan sitting in for DG on a Friday, and we're off and running.